Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a planet we found that's orbiting three stars, functionally useless architectural relics called Thomasons, and why everything we assume about deep conversations with strangers is wrong. Let's satisfy some curiosity. The universe is full of strange, almost unimaginable things. And scientists have just found another new one, a planet that orbits three stars at the same time. Now, scientists have found planets orbiting stars in other three-star or trinary systems. Our nearest neighbor, the Alpha Centauri system, is a trinary system. But the planets we've found there orbit just one star, the small red dwarf Proxima Centauri. That star orbits the two other stars in the system much farther away. But this new system is the first so-called circumtriple system that we've found. It's called GW Ori, and it's 1,300 light years away in the constellation of Orion. GW Ori has a bunch of other strange qualities, too. Two of the three stars closely orbit each other at about the distance between the Earth and the Sun. The third star orbits those two stars eight times farther away, at a little less than the distance between the Sun and Saturn. Around the three stars are three giant rings of dust, and they're each tilted at odd angles to each other. Between the first and second rings is a large gap. Scientists had already proposed a few different theories about what could have caused it. But recently, using computer modeling, a group of researchers concluded that the most likely explanation is a planet. They theorized that a gas giant about the size of Jupiter could have swept away the dust in that region to cause the gap. If you were on this planet, you'd be able to see all three suns at once. But since two of the suns are extremely close together, they would probably look like a single source of light. But even so, the sunrises and sunsets could be spectacular. The universe never seems to run out of strange things. But this one suggests that planet formation is common in the universe, no matter how odd the solar system is. Most solar systems involve single stars or two-star or binary systems. Trinary systems make up about 1 in 10 solar systems. There are systems with an even larger number of stars, too, but they're relatively rare. But if this new research is any indication, we might just find planets around these even stranger systems, too. Although, I mean, don't you think this planet's being a bit of a try-hard? Because of trinary? I get it. I get it. Yep. But do you? <laughs> I think I do. Okay. Oh, do I think that? Yeah. Do I think that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> if you take a walk around the city where you live you'll probably notice some useless architecture. Stuff like staircases leading to nowhere, doors opening to brick walls, or closed gates with wide open space on either side. Well, have you ever wondered why these useless vestiges are still there and even being maintained? Well, I can't answer the second question, but I can tell you they have a name. They're called Thomasons, and they're purposefully preserved despite being functionally useless. And you can thank a Japanese artist named Akasagawa Genpei for the name. He first discovered these bizarre relics in 1972, when he spotted a staircase that went up and down, but wasn't attached to any door. He kept noticing these architectural leftovers, and he eventually wrote anecdotes about each of them in a magazine column. 
to be a true Thomason, the object had to meet two criteria. It had to be truly useless and it had to be regularly maintained. He gathered enough examples that he published a book in 1985. And the name he chose was actually a pretty sick burn. It was inspired by a promising American baseball player named Gary Thomason, who was traded to a baseball team in Tokyo for a lot of money. And Thomason did terribly. He actually set the all-time strikeout record in Japan. He was benched for most of his contract, but he stayed on the team, which meant that he was essentially useless yet maintained. Harsh. So what's an example of this obsolete architecture? Well, consider a second-story door in a Brooklyn Heights brownstone that opens to nothing but a very painful drop onto the pavement below. It used to be the entryway, but when the new owners bought the building, they decided to make the basement door the main entrance, and that required removing the stairs. To avoid any injuries, they placed a flower box in front of the old door. But that meant that these useless doors now had to be opened to water the plants, which means its sole purpose is to maintain the object that exists to cover it up. As photographer Matthew Fargo put it, quote, it's like a self-perpetuating Thomasonian Euroboros, unquote. A Euroboros or Ouroboros or something similarly pronounced is an ancient symbol showing a serpent or dragon eating its own tail. Anyway, why would we hold on to a useless doorway or a random segment of a fence? Well, buildings experience multiple renovations over the years. Some people figure that it's not worth the money to remove things like that. Well, luckily, plenty of others now cherish them as quirky pieces of art. If the idea of small talk with strangers makes you anxious, then having a deep conversation with a stranger is probably unthinkable. In that case, you might be surprised to find that a recent study suggests we vastly overestimate how awkward it is to have deep heart-to-hearts with strangers. A group of researchers at the University of Chicago performed 12 experiments involving more than 1,800 people. In the experiments, pairs of mostly strangers were asked to have conversations with each other. Simple enough, right? Well, it gets better. They weren't just thrown into a room together. Instead, they were given conversation prompts. These prompts were designed to lead to either shallow small talk or something deeper and more personal to the participants. Pairs given shallow topics were asked to talk about TV shows, the weather, sports, you know, the kind of stuff you discuss when making chit-chat with a stranger. The deeper questions were much different. They cut through the small talk by having participants ask things like, if you had a crystal ball that could reveal one truth about yourself, what would you want to know? Or describe a time you cried in front of another person. Yeah, imagine having that conversation with the guy behind you in line for Starbucks. Before the conversations began, the researchers had the participants predict how awkward the conversation would be and how much they thought their partner would enjoy the conversation. Unsurprisingly, they generally thought their conversation partners would be bored and the whole exercise would be generally cringy. But overall, they found that the participants' predictions were way off the mark. They consistently overestimated how awkward the exchanges would be, and this effect was even more pronounced for the deep conversations. In all cases, the participants felt more connected with their conversation partner than they expected. 
The researchers believe this might have a lot to do with how we predict we'll be received by a stranger. Especially when it comes to revealing something personal, our biggest fear is probably that the other person just won't care. When you're feeling vulnerable, a blank stare is possibly the worst response to receive. At least in this experiment, that didn't seem to be the case at all. That suggests that we avoid deep conversations because we consistently underestimate how interested the other person will be in us. In the end, we might not have anything to fear and a whole lot to gain. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up, starting with the fact that we found the first ever planet to orbit three stars at once. Now, we have found so-called trinary systems before. Planets in them usually just orbit one star while that star orbits the others. But in this system, two stars orbit each other at a very close distance, while a third star orbits further out. And scientists have found evidence of a Jupiter-sized gas giant that's orbiting all three stars. What this brings to mind for me is the three-body problem, which is that idea that we can't predict how three objects will orbit each other, and usually one will just be, like, thrown off into space. And that's not exactly what's going on here, because two of the stars orbit each other, another star orbits further out, and then one planet orbits all of them. So it's, it's a little bit different, but it's still very, very cool. Super weird. And we learned that Thomasons are useless architectural relics that, for some reason, are still being preserved. Think a stairway that leads to nowhere or a closed gate that has open space on each side. A Japanese artist named them after a baseball player who set the all-time strikeout record in Japan, yet stayed on the team, making him useless yet maintained. The next time you explore your city, see how many Thomasons you can spot. And we spotted one at the original Curiosity office. Remember that? Yeah. Shout out to Joni Folletto who found it. It's, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a wheelchair ramp that went nowhere. You could go up the wheelchair ramp and you could go back down the wheelchair ramp, but there was no door it was attached to. It had a railing and everything, but yeah, it was just a wheelchair ramp. It was a very nice ramp. Very nice ramp. You could, you know, you could go about 10 feet to the right and then there's the black rail and you take a U-turn around that. 10 feet to the left, and then you're on a landing. Or, you know, you can climb the three or four steps to get to that landing. And, uh, brick wall. Just just there. Really weird. But really good if you wanted, like, a vantage point of the street that was, like, two feet up. Yeah. You know. (laughs) For sure. And we also learned that while you might assume that having a deep conversation with a stranger would be cringe-inducing... A study found that strangers enjoyed deep heart-to-hearts a lot more than they predicted. Researchers think that we just underestimate how interested people are in what we have to say. So it might be worth it to start a deep conversation with a stranger yourself. I don't know if you had this experience, Ashley, but this reminds me of college in, like, my first couple weeks at school. Welcome weekend, I'd meet somebody in a lobby, we'd start a chat, and then, you know, five people I've never met before were all sitting around having a super deep conversation until one or two in the morning. I mean, that was that was me for at least the first several weeks of college. I love those moments. Yeah, there's something really cool about the first weeks of a new experience where everyone's having the same new experience, where you're way more open to things like this. And I think we could all borrow a little bit of that In the times when things aren't new. Yeah. But having said that, Ashley, if you had a crystal ball that could reveal one truth about yourself, what would you want to know? 
That was that was the hardest. I I read that question. And I was like, boy, I sure hope no one asks me that question. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I don't for. know, man. I don't know what I don't know. You know. <laughs> Today's writers were Brianna Brownell, Anna Todd, and Cameron Duke. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Go to the grocery store and then turn to the person standing in line next to you and say. What podcast has impacted you the most in your life? And then share with them that for you, it was Curiosity Daily. How's that, Ashley? (laughs) Pretty shameless. Pretty shameless. Indeed. And then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. 